Hey, everybody. Welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast where every Sunday and Wednesday, we'll bring you fast-paced, powerful 15-minute conversations with insights and best practices around career and business. Plus, on Wednesdays, my solo take on trends in the larger industry, tech, and media for our industry. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. So today I am beginning a five-part series on kind of where we're headed relative to the many parts and pieces of the professional salon industry. In episodes one and two, I shared my 2023 predictions and focus more so on salons. Um, And for my next five weekly solo episodes, I'm going to dig into events, education, distribution, brands, and to kick things off, a part of the industry I've spent many years deeply immersed in, that is our trade media. And for some quick context, I um, have been a, a part of this, a, a fan of it for my entire career. I um, kind of grew up in the in the educational publishing part of the industry, um, but eight years ago became publisher of American Salon Magazine and .com. And then five years ago, joined Hairbrain, the CEO and president, um, left Hairbrain back at the end of October to start Social Beauty Makers and all the things that are coming with it. And so, um, yeah, again, media has been a big and important part of my life and uh, I want to talk about it. So it's a, it's likely the part of the industry most significantly transformed by the advent of social and digital media, and in some ways, the the pandemic. Um, and these changes have, have not always been for the better. It has been um, mostly shrinking this part of the industry in terms of overall revenue um, since the early 2000s. And a big shift in, at, during the recession in 2008, 2009, we saw a lot of, of, of Budgets, brands uh, change um, because it's important to say here that um, from a financial perspective, that revenue for the trade media has always come from brands who are looking to reach the audiences that have been built up by these media brands. Um, The media is likely half what it was at peak 20 plus years ago, and it's continuing to shrink. For context, I'll I'll share some history um, because I think many don't know it. And as, as someone who loves history and of the world, of our country, of, of our industry, I have to say that it informs us in so many ways. And, and when we understand it and can use that understanding in the context of what's happening right now, it can be really powerful. So media in its heyday of, of print um, was very niched out by audience. And there was a time when it was all print. American Salon back then was for commissioned salon owners. Modern Salon was for commissioned professionals. Salon Today was for owners of bigger, better commission salons. Um, Beauty Launchpad um, was about introducing new product and innovation to salon owners. And there were also niche publications. Most of them kind of came and went. Um, They were focused on hair color, um, on business, on independence. We had publications focused on um, texture and professionals of color and more. And so, um, yeah, a very, very different time. Um, And then came the internet. And we saw the beginning of the advent of, of digital magazine content, which never, by, from my perspective, was as good as it could be. Um, I, I think that the digital magazine, quote unquote, was kind of a wonky um, kind of platform that, that most publications used. And it just never was as user-friendly user as I would hope. And I still kind of feel that way. I have to also mention here that with the advent of the internet, there was there were some visionaries, including um, BehindTheChair.com and Mary Rector, um, launched some 30 years ago. It's arguably one of the more important moments in the history of media in the pro beauty industry, um, and one of the more important moments in the larger industry. It was also the start of this idea of community, the, the word being used, 
Um, and, and it started again with Behind the Chair. Years later came the early days of social media, Facebook to be specific, which were an inspiration for the launch of something like Hairbrained and the very organic creation of the Hairbrained community. And if we fast forward a few years later to Instagram and the uh, beginning of, of influence, quote unquote, and influencers, we kind of had what was viewed as a new form of media. And in time, we saw related to that, the slow demise of print, which is almost completely gone. We don't have too much print left. And we're seeing continuously just a cutback, further cutback. Some of the publications are moving to only twice a year um, in 2023. And I'll really be surprised in 2024 if we, if we have print as we have known it. And a lot of this is because of the huge shift in brand spending to influencers, to social media. In short order, social media became kind of home to pro-beauty media platforms. Over time, we saw media companies go from these niche audiences in the print days of 10 to 150,000 subscribers to millions of followers on social media. And I would say the kind of the collapse of content as we, we knew it, um, the depth was, was often missing. The most significant implication of all of this for me is actually, yes, the demise of content, but, but more importantly, the demise of this ideal of community. Today, I argue that media has audiences, not community members, but audiences. And audiences, um, we don't really see the clear um, definition of common values and interests. And um, other than perhaps the interest of, of audience members to hit a follow button. And as social platforms evolve their focus, some days it feels like media has become a bit of a square peg in the proverbial round hole, meaning that the one-time purpose of media to inform, educate, and, and, and connect professionals to a variety of brands and products is very much at odds with the purpose of social media which today feels like it's more and more about entertainment, sharing opinions, and encouraging outrage. And so with the slow loss of community, the concern I have, it comes, it comes a, a loss of shared values and, and the promotion of those values um, to those who are coming up in the industry. Today, um, we are all potentially media um, as pros, as brands, as all the different parts of the industry. And, and to that point, more is not always better. To me, we're, we're in kind of weird times. Um, fake news has become a thing in the world. It doesn't matter what your politics are, whatever side you're on. I think we all can agree there's, there is fake news out there. And we have what I call fake beauty news. Um, and these are opinions presented as fact, often without a lot of underpinnings. Some probably would consider um, this kind of rant of mind to be exactly that. That's up to the listener. Of, of great interest to me over the last um, year or so is, is the crash of this critical metric that we look at as it relates to social media and of engagement on all media platforms. And so many of us as users have, have kind of cut back on our use of Facebook and Instagram consumption post-pandemic for all kinds of reasons. Many of it because maybe we spent too much time you know, using these platforms during pandemic and we wanted to shift things up. But I would argue that as that was also kind of happening, a lot of us have been driven to cut back just because the content has not been as interesting. Um, I argue that content is just way too much the same. And media has become rather boring for many of us. Um, too many memes, not enough meat. 
and community as we once thought of it is all but dead. TikTok has happened to us. <laughs> and I love TikTok. I mean, I really love TikTok. I'm fascinated by it. I study it, you know, but um, our media has been mostly out of touch in terms of sorting out how to best show up there. Many have not shown up. Those who've shown up, I would argue, it's, it's really not that interesting. And so we, we continue to, to be challenged by this shift of our audience members over to TikTok and trying to sort out, does the professional beauty industry from a peer-to-peer -peer perspective, um, do we belong there? Um, is, is being on an entertainment platform the way for us to best connect and inspire each other? Um, or is it kind of a, a side thing um, to be determined? And now that you know anyone and everyone can be seen as media, where do we go? Um, as a metaphor, what if everyone could do hair, trained or not, just by nature of being human, you could be a hairdresser, um, kind of like by virtue of being human on social, being there, that you can be labeled as potentially um, a source of media. The, to me, the challenge coming out of all these shifts is, is first and foremost around trust. And I, I feel like we're, we live in a time, even in our beauty industry, where, where trust is, is waning. So what's the future of media and beauty? Um, the pendulum swings back and forth um, over history throughout time. And I feel like media, that, that pendulum will swing back to a better place. Kind of like, you know, vinyl in the, in the music industry. Um, I, I believe we will slowly see niche uh, media platforms, niche content coming back. Small, smaller <laughs> will find its way back into the minds of many, it will become important. And hopefully with the support of brands and big companies and small companies that support media and make media possible, um, that that will become a thing. Because um, again, I, I really do feel this kind of less is more media model is coming, um, but it's going to be coming from new entries into the market predominantly. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to figure out at this moment when and, and kind of where that's going to happen. The biggest question of all, and it's a really big, important one. Does anyone care? Hmm. <laughs> That's a big one. I scratch my head around that one. Um, but all right. Um, I'm going to stop there. Um, I think I hopefully have given you things to think about. Um, I'm, I'm not in, in this, these rants so much going to necessarily offer where we're going to land with all this because, you know, we live in uncertain times. But um, I appreciate you listening. And I hope you will stay tuned for my thoughts around changes to the event space, education, which is a big conversation, distribution and brands. And so let me say that uh, if you like the podcast, I appreciate a like, subscribe or a share. Um, better yet, leave a review. Uh, visit us over at socialbeautymakers.com and sign up for our free weekly e-newsletter and you'll get more content plus early access to the podcast. Uh, once again, I am Gordon Miller. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I am most excited to bring you more good stuff next time.